Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's break down the top five tight ends for 2023. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier, and we are finishing our little mini position preview series by talking about the top five tight ends for the 2023 season. And Dan, we'll start at the obvious place. Is there even a minor microcosm of a case to be made for anybody but Travis Kelsey as the number one tight end? No, there's no next question. Okay. Yeah, it's he's he stands alone. He's. I think he's there's, the, I'm just going to say, I mean, we've been, t- we've been on the Travis Kelsey train for a while, you and me, Chris, and I was taking him in the first round last year. And now you have to take him at like fifth overall in your drafts. I mean, I'm good taking him there. That's the point I'm at with Travis Kelsey. The rapport he has with Mahomes, it trumps any other's concern that I might have with his potential age concern. And he also doesn't miss games. So there's just nothing to not like. Yeah. There's going to be a point where Travis Kelsey is no longer the most productive tight end in the NFL. It hasn't happened yet. It's, you know, he is, I think, 34 this year. He turns 34 this year or turns 33 this year. So they're, we're getting up there. But, you know, Tony Gonzalez remained a very productive tight end, very deep in his career. Travis Kelsey still tied to Patrick Mahomes. No questions there. So the next question, is there any case for anybody but Mark Andrews as the number two tight end? For me, yes. I think the Andrews situation is interesting. They're going to a new system, which some people think is a great thing. I think it's a little bit of a nervous thing, risky thing for me. As that system they ran with Greg Roman was not bad, and it featured Mark Andrews as the first read a lot. Now they have three actual receivers that could be a read. So I'm going to make the case for a couple players who might move into that mix. The first will be George Kittle, who's Mm -hmm. displayed the ability to be a tight end one type of tight end. In stretches, and this will require Brock Purdy to be his quarterback for me, and Brock Purdy's already trending toward being ready for the season, which I like for Kittle's uh, sake. And then another player I want to throw in there is Darren Waller of the Giants. i just been following this entire situation since he was traded. The Giants didn't have a number one receiver last year. They didn't have a number one target anywhere. And now they bring in Waller, and he's been their featured guy so far in OTAs. They're moving him around. He's in motion every snap, using him vertically. They're using him a lot in the red zone where they found success with all their tight ends last year. People you've never heard of, like Chris Myrick and, you know, <laughs> Bellinger. So I just think the situation sets up really well for Waller this year as well. Yeah, I think you can make a case for it, but I'm still TJ Hawkinson, still the clear number two option at the position for me. And the thing with Kittle is it's just... 49ers offense is a math problem for me. And, you know, with Debo Samuel, with Brandon Ayuk, with Christian McCaffrey's role in the passing game, 
this is never going to be, even with Brock Purdy, a high volume passing offense. That's just not the kind of coach Kyle Shanahan is. And so it's just really hard for George Kittle to be a, you know, 26% target share guy or, you know, to, for them to throw enough to make up for the fact that he might only be a 20% target share guy. And I think George Kittle might be the best tight end in football when you take everything he does into account. His playmaking after the catch is right there with Travis Kelsey, if not better. But it's just the offense for me. I actually have George Kittle seven and Darren Waller six for me because Waller, it's it's mostly just injury concern. You know, he's in his 30s now. We haven't seen him stay healthy for two straight seasons. It's been recurring soft tissue injuries. I believe it's been hamstring injuries primarily. So that's the bigger concern for me. But if he's healthy, I think he's going to be the clear number one option in that offense. And there's not a lot of tight ends you can say that about. So for me, number three at tight end after Mark Andrews is TJ Hawkinson. He's just like the nice high floor guy. But I I think like his ceiling is probably finishing 80 points behind Travis Kelsey, you know, and and it's going to be a good player. It's going to be someone you don't have to think about, but not necessarily game changing. And then on the entire opposite end of the spectrum, I have Kyle Pitts, number four, who, absolutely has game-changing potential. He could be the best tight end in the NFL, but it's the offense he's playing in. It's the quarterback he's playing with. Where do you have Hawkinson and Pitts? So I first want to start with Pitts because it's the interesting one. You and I were on Pitts for the past two drafts. We were competing with each other. I'm finally off Pitts, and it sucks to say because I love the talent, but I'm just going to wait until I get a better quarterback situation. I'm going to wait until I get a better system because this system is as run-heavy as it gets. They were second Mm -hmm. in run run rate over expected last year. They brought in Bijan Bijan Robinson. That's not going to change, in my opinion. And I don't like Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's accurate. I think it's going to be the same problem for Pitts. So I have Pitts lower at uh, around tight end six for me, which is not too far down. Or no, tight end seven, sorry. And then Hawkinson for me, I have real concerns with Hawkinson. I never liked him as much as a talent anyway. And we've Mm -hmm. discussed this in the past. I know you haven't. Last year, people came around Hawkinson. I get it. But if you look at his production last year, a lot of it was targeted and volume-based. Oh, yeah. Jordan Addison. So that scares the hell out of me because he's someone who can actually get open and create targets. Adam and KJ Osborne, I'm not sure about. Yeah, that's the thing with Hawkinson is it's just a volume play. I I don't think he's likely to be efficient. I don't think you're likely to get 10 touchdowns from him. It's just, you know, he might be number two at the position in targets. That, that's the biggest thing for me. But I, I totally get the the concerns with the addition of Jordan Addison. Now, I know you're a big Dallas Goddard fan. Where do you have him ranked? Love, love Dallas Goddard. But the problem is that he also goes into your math problem with, yep. thing with Kittle because it's also a math, pro- math problem there for Goddard. I have him as my tight end four. So I really do like Goddard as a talent. It's just a matter of I don't think the volume's ever going to be there. So he's not someone I'm going to be looking to kind of invest in or target or go out of my way to get. Now, real quick, what rounds are you drafting Kittle and then the the next guys? It's a good question, Chris. I'm, I'm for the most part passing on these tight ends. I, I, I'm really getting a lot of Darren Waller because Darren mm-hmm. Waller falls in this group or my guy who I like a lot in the back end a couple rounds after Pat Fryer moves. Yes. Um, I just don't really want to invest. And I'm even OK just not getting any of those guys. I really would like Travis Kelsey in all my drafts. And for those the ones I don't get him in, I'd rather just kind of play the wire and play the matchups. Yeah, for me, it's like Kelsey, if I'm picking anywhere fifth or later and he's on the board, I'm probably yeah. just taking him. Otherwise, I kind of like waiting and taking like a combination of Sam Laporta and Chigo Conquo and just seeing if one of those late round sleepers hits. Uh, just because 
there's a little bit of price inflation with the rest of the position and there's enough question marks that i i kind of want to avoid them like you're saying so that's going to do it for fft and five we'll see you next week on may 23rd i want to go back to normal what's normal the paramount plus original series evil returns we've already hunted werewolves demons and now what a baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.